Sobriety, Recovery, and Beyond, Episode 1, Practicing Meditation. It's time for the Share Recovery Podcast, where we bring you amazing life-changing success stories from addicts and alcoholics all over the world who share their inspiring journey in recovery. And now, here's your host, O. Hey guys, on today's episode of the Share Podcast, we have something a little different and a little special. Now, as some of you know, I have started doing a live online Blab Sunday morning meeting with Michael Hilton and Stephanie Schilling. Now, these are friends of mine that I have interviewed on the Share Podcast and also participate extensively in the Facebook private accountability groups, one of which is the Share Podcast private accountability group as well as the Sobriety, Recovery, and Beyond private accountability group. These Facebook groups are growing and thriving on a daily basis. And so what we've done is we've come together every other Sunday uh, to bring you guys a live online Blab meeting. And the name of that live online Blab meeting is called Sobriety, Recovery, and Beyond, where we discuss recovery-related topics a lot like you would discuss in a 12-step fellowship But again, we do not promote or endorse any 12-step anonymous program, and we also invite anyone who has recovery-related material or, for example, like this topic, which is about meditation. So we bring someone in that is an expert or has experience on a topic that we discuss in recovery from a different perspective. So again, that's why we call it Sobriety, Recovery, and Beyond. If you would like more information about these Blab meetings, when they are, and at what time, just email me at o at thesharepodcast.com. I will plug you into the private accountability groups, and there is where we announce the times and the dates of the next meeting. If you didn't get a chance to join us on the live meeting, we do have a Blab page where all the previous episodes are archived. But for those of you who don't have time to go and watch the videos... I have downloaded them on an MP3 version and are ready for you to listen in your car on the podcast right now. So, our special guest on this episode is my wife, Marcella. She's going to be talking about meditation, and we're going to be asking her questions, and also some of our listeners are going to be joining us and asking questions. She's taken a specialized course in meditation, uh, so she's going to be sharing with us some tips on how to meditate, different ways to meditate, and how to get the most out of your daily meditation practice. Okay, everybody, today is the Focus on Meditation Blab meeting. Uh, Special guest, my wife, Marcella. Hey, babe. Hi. All right. So uh, what we're going to do is, um, for example, Fanina had sent me an email a while back and she wanted one of the topics to be for our panel discussion that uh, I do with with Shane from That Sober Guy and Paul Churchill from uh, The Recovery Elevator, as well as Michael Hilton here. Um, And she wanted us to discuss meditating and, and, and like how to meditate. All right, so um, here's here's my whole thing, and and maybe people can just type into the chat box the issues that they've been having with meditation, and we can just start answering them as you as you bring it in, okay? Um, and as and as we start, as I wait for people to start typing in their comments or the questions about meditation, 
Um, I'm going to start out just a little bit talking about my experience with meditating when I first started doing it. Sitting still for any length of time was impossible. Okay. It was all the crazy stuff in the head <laughs> like this, right? Like it's, that's what it feels like when I used, when I first started meditating, like there was some sort of like dynamic committee of lunatics in my brain. And then I would start thinking about, oh my God, uh, I forgot to pick up, you know, the, 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 the cat from the vet or, uh, oh, my wife told me I got to go pick up some cheese from the grocery store. Right. And that's all of a sudden the to-do list would come up. I forgot to do this, whatever the case may be. And there's just crazy talk. And then all of a sudden I hear a bus drive by. <laughs> right. And, and then it's like, oh, uh, I wonder who's on that bus. Right. So so for me, it was just a matter of how do I sit in silence when there's no silence? Even when it's quiet in the house, there's there's chatter in my brain. So so, honey, maybe maybe you can if other people can relate to that, maybe you can talk a little bit about the external and internal chatter. Sure. Well, that happens to everybody. It's not exclusive of of. Uh people in recovery or anything. All of us go through that. The chatter is nonstop for everyone. And meditation is not to, supposed to make it stop. What you do is just not get attached to it, at least in, in what I've learned from it. It's, it's more like going with it, not getting into it. So if you hear the bus, just notice that the bus is going. Don't don't get into the story behind who's in the bus or whatever. Just notice the sound, and notice that the if if you if you get really distracted with uh, external external noise and external factors, you can make that part of your meditation. That is actually uh, what you do in mindfulness meditation. It's just noticing what's around you, and even the thoughts. You can notice the thoughts. You don't need to like go into them and, and follow the story and, uh, and get into the drama of whatever it is that is coming up for you, you can just notice that it's there and let it go and come back. And every time in week, everybody gets lost. And the, the important thing is that just to notice that you went into some whatever story and just come back and, and not punish yourself and say, ah, I suck at this and that kind of thing. That doesn't work. It, 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 there, there's no point. You're supposed to enjoy this. So what you do is just, just as far as you can, you can do that. You can start there and just notice what comes up for you and just let it go. And if it's easy for you, because meditation is something super personal. It's it's something that you do for yourself, and whatever works for you is fine. You don't need to. Focus on your breath or, or sing a chant a mantra or count sheep or whatever. You know, it's, it's just whatever works for you. So, so you focus on something that you enjoy. Like one technique that I've used is focus on somebody you love. So you focus on that person. You see their face and you notice <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes not so much. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, you you focus on somebody, especially if it's something somebody who's unconditionally you love unconditionally. 
which is easier like with a child or a parent or something like that somebody who's like completely completely uh you you don't have any issues with that person so you focus on on a child your niece your nephew your son your daughter whatever and and you just look at them and you see their face and their eyes and remember how they, their voice sounds like and you do that for a few minutes a couple of minutes and that's a meditation that's all it's something that takes you away from all the busyness that you were talking about before that your head is just off in some story and just focus it on something i don't know if that helps hmm. we've got a question ned could you answer this one from your perspective perspective i'll get it out in a minute difference between meditation and prayer okay typically what it's known i i think there can be quite similar uh typically what you what you what the definition is is that in prayer you talk to your higher power and in meditation is more like listening mm -hmm. So that's that's the typical answer. It again, it's very personal, and sometimes prayer can be a meditation in itself, and uh, and that's again, that's fine. It's 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 whatever works for you. Do you find that it's better to do to do your meditation in the morning? For me personally, yes, I I like that because that that sets the tone for the day. So I like that. But many people do it at night or whenever because i know for me my prayer meditation or what i like to think i try to do with meditation is in the mornings but when i used your that app that you had uh that you had put up michael calm the calm oh. i need to try to do that during the day because that thing just made me go to sleep i was that <laughs> relaxed and i was so stressed out after work that day it wasn't work it was just like in one of those days i just felt really uh, you know that thing worked and nothing mm -hmm. usually calms my brain, but I could literally feel the, like you say, just even the thoughts that would come in and try to interrupt the calm part. I, I could just feel them like go away after mm -hmm. I focused on it. And it, it was really neat, but I need to try to do that one during the day and see if I can stay awake. I, I, well, I had a friend. You know, sorry. No, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say that it's a nice way to fall asleep. Yes, yeah. So, you know, it, that works too. The idea of meditation is not to fall asleep, but but if you use it at night, and I do that too, I just put it and, and like it turns off automatically or something, and it's my way of, of dozing off sometimes. When I'm like too much in my head, I do that too. Hmm. Sorry, think, Michael. No, no, I was going to say the... Um... With meditation, I think pe people are under the misunderstanding with meditation and how I used to be under the misunderstanding of it is, is you practice it for a week and you'll be levitating uh, the week after with bolts of lightning coming out of your head and, and you never you never have no dialogue in your head. People, That's the thing people always say to me is like, well, when I try and meditate, it, it, I, I've still got noise in my head. Um, but I don't know anyone that doesn't meditate that doesn't experience that. I know I, I still experience that after years and years of using meditation. Hey, real yeah. quick, guys. Uh, Penny, uh, I'm, I can't see your face, so I'm not sure if it's going to work. I'm going to come off real quick, and uh, that's going to leave an empty seat. Do you want to jump on, Penny? I'll come off. 
No, uh, let's just wait to see if she's – maybe she wants to come in. She's got a meditation. Though. Does anybody else want to jump in? Because we've got – you know, uh, one of us would have to come off and you come in. All right? Um, okay, so so far nobody. All right. Okay. Penny, let me know if you want to jump in. Okay, so what was the other – let me see. What was the other question? We had the difference between prayer and meditation. And, oh, Buddy asked uh, – Buddy, 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 I think I need to listen. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so for me, the difference between uh, meditating and prayer is prayer is I'm talking to God. Meditating mm. is I'm listening to God. Uh, mm. so, so it's two very different, two very different things. And so uh, I'll usually start with a little prayer kind of to get myself um, in that, in that almost inviting sort of, uh, environment where it's like, okay, God, you know, what is it that, what is my message today? You know, and who can I help today? And, and, you know, what, what's my purpose? Right. And then at that point from there, that's when I'll jump into, you know, making my attempt to meditate. And, you know, there was that app that uh, Michael had put out there, the calm app. And it's got like, I can hear the ocean and little mm -hmm. birds. And I was like, wow, this is like, man, this is far out. Like I could dig it, you know? And so, so for, for, I think for beginners, that's a good one, but I can actually sit now and, you know, if you want, or the idea would be like Ed would say, I try and do it early in the morning, you know, before all the chaos starts. That's like that. That's like at four o'clock in the morning, you know, at four o'clock in the morning, it's usually dead quiet. If I can get up between four or five o'clock in the morning, I can literally sit there and I can sit for 10 minutes and I can actually just start to connect. But mm -hmm. after after six o'clock in the morning, the sun's up. I can start hearing the construction workers outside. I can start hearing the buses outside. Then it becomes a little bit more challenging. So it's also a timing element. If you're if you're new to this, a lot of times the more quiet it can be, the better. I have a Beats headsets, too. I'll put the Beats headsets on. I can't hear anything. Right. So mm -hmm. some, and I'll put like a, I'll put like this cover on like that to go to bed. So I got the cover on, I got the beats headset on. Doesn't matter what time of the day it is, you know, I, I can disconnect. So, so um, anyway, that's my whole thing between prayer and meditation. Mm. I, I, I prefer myself personally. I, prefer, I, I like the meditation in the morning. Like you said, over the time I get up really early in the morning. Um, you can use that app that I said. Um, or, uh, you know, you can free fall it, you know, it depends. And it, it's like, as well, what you were saying, it's um, sometimes I use meditation to visualize what I'm what I'm creating in life. And sometimes I use meditation to follow my breath. Sometimes I use meditation just to sit there and listen to what what dialogues going on, what comes to me. And the, the key to it is just not to struggle with it and make it as simple as possible. There's so many there's so many ways of making it so complex. I remember when I, when I started this, my, my sponsor in AI at the time, I went to him and he said, I've got a book for you that's going to blow you away and it's going to help you sort of really master this thing of meditation. And I thought he was going to give me some enlightened spiritual book that was going to heal my life. And he gave me the book called uh, Meditation for Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Dummies book? It's called Meditation for Dummies. And I recommend that to anyone. If you're trying to practice meditation, Get that book. It's got some CDs in there. It's just got some really simple ways that you can meditate, and it just sort of teaches you to to follow what works for you. 
Hey, Shane, did you want to jump in? All right, hold on. I'm going to sure. come off. Okay. Cormick. <laughs> is, that, is that Cormick that just keeps writing his name? Cormick, do you just keep <laughs> writing your name? Sure, sure go on. <laughs> What's up? Okay. I'm in the dark again. Yeah, yeah it's a little lighter. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll make this short and sweet. Uh, um, I Like the meditation thing, same thing. Like my mind will just start just going and going and going and going. So it's really hard for me to actually – like stop and focus on something. Cause then I start thinking, man, I'm, I'm trying to focus. I'm, I'm overdoing it now. Now I'm just trying to like stay locked in. So I don't know if there's like, is there certain breathing techniques I can use? Is there certain things to help that can kind of relax and just not think about anything like how I'm such a novice at this. I've tried it a couple of times, but I think I've got discouraged um, from it um, just because like, I, I feel like I literally can't turn my mind off. Okay. What, what I would say about that is that you cannot turn off your thinking. It's, it's part of being a human to, to have thoughts. It's what your mind does. So it's not so much about turning the thoughts off. It's just about focusing on one or, or one thing only. So that's why people use breathing. Breathing doesn't work for everybody. So a lot of people get frustrated because they focus on their breath and two seconds later they're gone. So, and for me personally, breathing doesn't work that well. I need to focus on something a little more uh, concrete. That's why I love mindfulness meditation because you focus on actual things. So you can do it with a candle. If you fall asleep, like somebody mentioned in the, in the chat that they fall asleep, you can do it with your eyes. The reason that you close your eyes is to not have that many distractions but if if you fall asleep you can try it like focusing on a candle and you turn the lights off and you turn and then you light a candle and just focus on the flame and see it moving and see it how it changes the size a little bit or moves with the there's any breeze or something and if you focus on that for a few minutes that is enough to clear your mind a little bit and just give you that feeling of being like a little more relaxed because the, the thing with thoughts is that it, it takes up a lot of your energy. The more thoughts you have or the more you jump from one thought to the next, the more, the more exhausted you feel. So if you, if you focus on one thing, that helps. Also, you can do movement meditation. It's different. It, it produces a different result. But you can go for a walk and be extremely mindful of how you're doing it. So you feel, you try to feel the breeze and you feel your feet against the, the floor and that kind of thing, uh, how your hands are against your body, that kind of thing. Huh, People say like you that. can even be, do meditation while washing the dishes. You just do it super mindfully. You pay mm. attention to exactly what you're doing at that moment. Mm. So again, as, as Michael was saying, it, it's something that you try on and, and see what works for you because it's super, super personal. And there are a bunch of guided meditations all over the internet, the apps, YouTube, everywhere you can find a meditation that, that suits you and, and helps you get the feelings that, that, that you want to you wanna have. The other thing I wanted to mention is that not necessarily is going to make you feel better. Uh, sometimes when you meditate, you know, stuff that you have bottled inside comes up. 
And it's a good thing because you're getting it out of your system. But after the meditation, you might feel like or, or sad or, or something like that. That's completely normal too. So, you know, for starters, cut yourself some slack and try to find what works for you. Thanks, Marcella. Yeah, it's great, Marcella. It's something I learned early is, is um, like practicing mindfulness and meditation is being present. So like when I used to start washing the dishes, all I was thinking about is hurrying up and finish washing the dishes so I can get on to do the next thing. And it's always like, right, I've got to do this, but I can't wait to get there. And then I can't wait to get there. And it's meditation's helped me just to be more present with whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. mm. Powerful. I'm going to jump off so O can jump back in, but thank you guys. Well, Thanks. Good to see you, Shane. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. You too. Thanks. Take care, buddy. All right. I, I, do, let's, let's... I do definitely find I can meditate in nature better than anything. After I was thinking about how I overthink meditation, mm -hmm. and then you were saying, Marcella was saying to focus on, you know, just being mindful of your surroundings and what you're doing. And then I was like, well, I, I do that when I'm out in nature and I go for a run and then I find a creek to sit by or whatever. So I can overthink anything, anything, even the meditation and even prayer. I mean, I had to ask my sponsor, like, if I was praying right when I first started out um, with her. And she was like, there's no right or wrong way <laughs> to pray or meditate. I think Penny wants to come on. So I'll jump off and let Penny on. Okay. Yeah, it should work. I was going to say, I don't know if the camera oh, will work. Nice. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Penny. How are you guys? Hey, just Good. so you know, Penny's joining us. Uh, all from across the pond at four o'clock in the morning. So thank yeah, you for silly. joining us. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. It's so good to be here. I love you guys. You're just awesome. Thank you. Thank Marcella. Thank you so much for clarifying the thing on mindfulness and um, meditation, because sometimes I get a bit mixed up as to whether there's a, a difference between the two of them. And like you were saying, and like you were saying too, Michael, um, I suppose I, I try to practice the mindfulness every day and it's just so cool because it just keeps you so present in, in the moment and it's just absolutely awesome and I use it with a lot of the adolescent people that I see and they love it too. So I was also interested in knowing whether you choose a topic to meditate on or it's it, like you said, it just kind of comes to you if you're being mindful or um, you're spending that time in meditation, whether it's any of the steps, I suppose, that you're meditating on or, or, or what it is, whether you're using an app. Um, yeah, just interested. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I do love guided meditations. Uh, my mind is super busy and it, it helps me focus on something. If I do it on my own, I usually drift much easier than, than if I do it with a guided one. So yeah. I, I, I pick guided meditations and yeah, sometimes I browse. Uh, you can do it like either YouTube, there's a bunch of meditations there. I, I am subscribed to a yoga site that has a lot of meditations and I, they have topics. And yeah, I, I browse it and whatever calls my attention that, that day, I, I do that, that one. And it's proven to be really cool because sometimes uh, you you don't you know what you need, and then you you pick any med any meditation, and and it just speaks to you. 
So, and yeah. so that's super cool. And, and sometimes no, sometimes it, it's just sort of like a regular one, but it's, it's all part of the experience. So whatever happens while you're doing it is part of the experience and is what's supposed to happen. And if you mm. get distracted, that's supposed to happen. So, mm. so whatever it is, just accept it. And sometimes you have like a super focus and you feel like so awesome and that kind of thing. <laughs> and sometimes you're just all over the place, just the same. But it on the long term, on the long run, the results are there. And, and yeah. the thing is that uh, you, what you notice or one of the things I notice in my personal experience is that my reactions are, I, I more, more uh, respond to a situation than react. Mm. So that's cool because there's just a little space before you uh, do something or, or, or yeah, uh, respond to whatever it is. Then mm. just a little bit of mindfulness that minute when your boss screams at you or, or <laughs> the fight or in the car, somebody cuts you off and, and you're about to just, and then you just stop for a second and, and do something else. And that comes natural at some point. Yeah. It, you're so spot on. It, it does. It's like creating that pause, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. That's oh, great. Sure. My pleasure. Penny, Penny, that's my wife, Marcella. Marcella, this is Penny. Penny, this is my wife, Hi, Marcella. Hi, Marcella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. So, thanks for having me on, guys. That's so kind. Oh, we love having you. I'm glad you joined us. I'm glad, oh, I'm glad you, you got the right day, Penny. I'm glad you got the right day. Oh my God! Can you believe it? <laughs> I know it's two mornings. I've been up at four o'clock. That was funny. Hey, buddy, are you still there? I don't know. I think buddy's. I think buddy's gone. I think he's, I, think he's uh, gone. I know he wanted to jump in. Uh, yeah. Okay, are you are you off, Penny? Uh, how do I do that? Oh yeah, I see the X at the top. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Good Thanks, guys. Love you all. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Views views on guided meditation experience most people are beginners so that's a question i got asked all right steph jump back in steph okay there she is i'm back okay all right okay excellent okay so what was the question michael views on guided meditation question mark question mark experience so experience on guided meditation most people are beginners expand on it well as i was saying i I do prefer guided med meditations, very personal. And, and always, uh, I don't know if you mentioned that already, but he doesn't like guided meditations. He usually just do his own, do, does it on his own. Uh, mm. But it, again, it, it's something that is whatever works. As beginners, I think it's a little easier when you do a guided one. Okay. okay. What, about your, what about you, Stephanie, when you started? Well, your, your app definitely made me aware of my breathing and kind of mm -hmm. how to calm down because I don't feel like I ever, when I would always do what I call prayer, my prayer meditation every morning, I don't feel like I was really taking the time to calm down, to listen. I was doing my prayer part, but not my meditation part. And mm -hmm. so that's just been a work in progress, but I've definitely needed to work a little harder at 
just even attempting to do it. So now I, it has made me aware of the breathing, the, the calming down, the thoughts that enter my mind, the thoughts that leave my mind, which is amazing because I thought that was never going to happen. I was just like, man, is this ever going to work? You know, it's one of those things like we always want that instant, like instant everything. Do it now. Figure it out now. But it's it's really helped me. The guided meditation has. And like I said, the one time it was so super good that they made me fall asleep. So that's why I need to. Is that can it? everybody see yes. that? Calm. That's the calm. Mm. So then, you can see that. Do you have you to buy it. the rest of it? Um, no, maybe? it's free. No, it's free. I know it's well, free. Yeah, yeah, buy, it's not all free. Up, if you want to open up all the other options, then you, yeah, I think it's like $39 for a year. There's the other one, which is um, Headspace, but I didn't really get on with that that, that well. I kind of like the I didn't either. Class, I tried that. Because it's got different sort of settings where you can have to... Here's the ironic thing, though. It's always pissing down with rain in England, and I'm sitting in my room today with raindrops on my phone, listening to oh. the raindrops while meditating. I could have just gone and sat in the garden and done it. <laughs> <laughs> do you I thought, know after, I thought, 70 I thought why did I just go and sit in the garden and do it? It's raining. <laughs> We have to have somebody show us and lead us there. It's like, I don't know why. Even the beach sounds sometimes, you know, they have those on the app. And I'm like, if, when I'm at the beach, do I really sit down and focus on the beach, the waves, the sounds? Well, no, probably not as much as I could. It's just that easy to get distracted. <laughs> oh, All right. Good. I think we've got most of the most of it covered. Um, does anybody else have another question? Because I think, or oh honey, you, you, you know, is there something that you want to add or change the topic of meditation, like moving to something, some other topic? Well, no, I just wanted to comment on on the the posture because mm. I remember when I first got into it, like many many Terrible. years ago, I I didn't pursue it because. When I sat down, I got super tense. I just could feel the tension from trying to hold my position up. And and it was very, very difficult for me at the time. And actually, I gave up for a while and only took it uh, on again years after after that. Because I, I just I thought it made me more tense than, than not meditating. So, so I would just want to mention again that this is something that's personal. And if, if sitting with your back not supported is not good for you, then just find a couch, a nice uh, chair or couch that will hold your back because to hold your back upright, it, it does require some some strength in, you, in your back. And if you're not used to it, then it's going to be like too much. So if you find a nice comfortable chair or, 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 or couch, you can support your back uh, and and that will make it maybe easier. Uh, lying down is another option uh, as long as you don't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. So, I, what about, uh, well, go ahead. Sleep. My, my friend used to say that to me, he goes, oh, I meditate for an hour. When I actually got to the root of it with him, he didn't. He'd set his alarm, it'd wake him up and then he would meditate but sleep. So he classed sleeping as meditating. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very distinct difference between sleeping and meditating. So, yeah, if, if I get up early and I lay down, chances are I could fall asleep going into that state. So, yeah, for me, sitting up is a good way. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> also, the, the yoga tradition, uh, originally what yoga was many, many centuries ago, 
uh, it was the prep that you did for your body for the meditation. It wasn't actually to to exercise and stuff. It was just to open your hips to make it com comfortable for you to sit down for a long time. So for me personally, exercising a little bit before the meditation works great because I do it in the morning. But even even at night, if you stretch a little bit uh, your back and, and do some hip opening exercises or something like that, uh, it will help you like uh, first uh, be more in, in your body, more present in your body. And it will help a little bit with the concentration, with the focus. Do you usually have a certain area every time you do your meditation that you go to? Yes, that's another important. Thank you, Stephanie. That's that's super important. It, it usually helps to do it like in the same place uh, because it starts to create a connection for you. And it's the place where you meditate. And and uh, and the, it, it start, it's kind of crazy but it, it starts to like attract you so mm -hmm. when, when you set a place and you make it like super nice and super pretty and maybe candles or or a nice picture even if it's a small area like in the corner of your bedroom it doesn't have to be like a room or anything just make it special for you whatever that means a picture of somebody or 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 uh, an image of your higher power or something that, that you know helps you like connect with something that's greater than yourself, and and you set it up and and you meditate um, every time in the same place. And at some point, it's going to help you put yourself into the mood just sitting in the same place. Okay. A lot of a lot of people come from the concept of meditation, like it's 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 a uh, lot like religious and things like that. Um, What's your take on that? You know, my, my, myself, I think it's a very different thing, meditation and, and religion sort of thing. But people sort of get a little bit caught up in it, don't they? It sort of puts them off because they think it's a little bit like, you know, uh, religion or whatever they, you know, whatever sort of terminology they want to call it. Well, I'm not a religious person at all. And and this practice is more uh, spiritual for me than, than it is religious. By far, I actually don't connect it at all with anything religious. Um, actually, some religions are not particularly uh, supportive of, of meditation. Uh, some 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 religions. So so I don't think it has anything to do with that. It and even if you're an atheist or something, you don't need to to like connect yourself with a higher power. You can connect yourself to to nature, like you were saying, Stephanie, the walking nature. Uh, that's mm -hmm. You know that's that's a connection too, or connecting with yourself, with your heartbeat, or or something like that, with the temperature on your skin, anything like that. And and so I don't associate it with uh, religion at all. Me too. Me too. I think it's totally different. Gosh, I think we've covered the topic. I can't think of anything else. Let's see. Does somebody else want to jump in? We had a Michael, question. Didn't uh, someone have? That's actually what I was going to say. Didn't somebody on Facebook in our group have a question? It was, uh, yes. it was Penny. No, no it I was think a it guy. Was another one. I oh, okay. Another one. Let me go on Facebook and check. I found the question. It was Ed. Okay. Okay. I see here. How do you discern between being grateful for what you have and striving for professional success? In the spirit of feeding one of the wolves, 
I've relapsed before because I put more energy and focus into trying to break into a more lucrative career than into my recovery. At the time, if someone would have asked me, I would have said sobriety is more important. But as it turns out, I was feeding the other wolf. So it wasn't a meditation topic, but no, no, no that's still cool. Do you, do you want to go first, Tom? Uh, let's see here. Okay. I, what was the question? I was in the middle of doing something. I just moved it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wrote it down. Discerning between God's will and aspiring for professional success. I oh, think. Ed. Ed. Yeah. Okay. Ed. Okay. Okay. Discerning between you. God's will and aspiring for professional success. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, here's the thing. Between God's will and my will is two. Is two. Is it's kind of a simple thing. If it's God's will, it's usually going to require some effort. It's going to require some work. It's going to require some discipline. If it's my will, I'm going to go towards a past path of least resistance. So instant gratification, things that 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 are very uh, very easy for me to go towards. All right. If it requires some sort of effort, if if it requires delayed gratification, that's usually God's will for me. So when I'm aspiring towards something, like when I'm trying to be, when I'm when I'm conscious of being professional, because you know I'm big on making money. And I'll just let's just put it out there. All right, I will. I, you know I want to make a lot of money, and there's certain things that I want to get with that money. Okay, so there's that part of me. That part of me is probably never going to go away. Okay, but there's another part of me. There's a very spiritual part of me that won't put um, those aspirations, those goals ahead of spiritual principles, okay? So, so I'm not going to rob a bank or deal drugs or, or do things that are going to go contrary towards my, towards my beliefs or, um, and my spiritual principles. So those aspirations that I have as far as being successful, okay, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask myself, is, does, is this in alignment with what God wants for me? And if I can do that and make money at the same time, then great. Then that's the direction I'm going to go. And most of the time it's going to require a tremendous amount of, of work and effort because nothing comes easy and nothing comes free. All right. And when I decide that, you know what, I want to shortcut this. If I can just sell two kilos of Coke, all right, I'm going to make enough money that it's just going to hold me off for a few months. And then I can focus on this other business that's going to take me time. You know what I mean? And in the meantime, I'm just going to end up in prison. So I have to always take into consideration that there's certain things in my life that are going to require me to stay focused and stay connected with my higher power. And those are the things that are going to, in the long term, those are going to last. Those are, those are going to, those are going to push me through. And those are going to, those are going to help me support my family and help me um, be able to carry the message in a much more uh, effective light. So I don't know. Did that make sense? I, I feel like I rambled a little. No, that was no, good. It that was good. And I, I thought it was a really good. I thought it was a really good question because I've had a lot of experience it, experience myself with it through um, through recovery. Uh, how do you do distinct between uh, being grateful for what you have and striving for professional success? So Ed, I've done the same thing myself in recovery. Um, I went on the drive for success, and it, it drove me back into depression. Okay, it drove me back into depression. Why? Because I was chasing up unattainable goals. I was chasing things that I thought, like, it's always ch chasing the next thing. And how do you define success and, uh, success? and when do you know you've got success? And how does success look like for you? Like, uh, I'll be okay when I get £100,000. Then you get £100,000. It's like, right now, I want £500,000. Then you get £500,000. 
and you're always chasing that success. For me, um, it was getting in, into alignment with my true values in life. What was my true values? Like sitting time in meditation, asking for guidance and what my true values, like fun, family, service, helping people change their lives. They're like three top things for me where before all my energy was focused on building a business, building a business, and I'd build a life around the business. So I'd go out in the morning to achieve success in my business. I'd go out at seven o'clock in the morning and come at home at 10 o'clock at night. And um, that never served me because I wasn't, living congruent to my highest values and what my purpose was. And it's a powerful thing. And I see a lot of people in recovery, they, they do do that. It's not just recovery, other people do it, but they strive for success and they strive for something that they think is going to make them happy. And just remember this, Ed, that no matter what you do in this present moment and this time, you can be just as happy as you ever want to be, regardless of if you're fucking driving a Porsche or a Lamborghini or whether you're riding a bicycle around, my friend. You can always be happy. Mm -hmm. Myself, personally, I got caught up with trying to gather things and trying to be something instead of just being in the moment and creating that future, you know, creating it. You know, that's where it comes from. Like, for me, in my meditation, it's about, and, and my life, it's about creating the life that I want to live and creating, like, success or a business, whatever you want to do around the life that you want to live. Doing things like, this is fun. I love doing this. We don't get paid for this. This is time out of our thing, but we do it because it's fun and fun's very high, the high, one of the highest things in my values. One thing I was going to say to the question though is my sponsor told me and the lady that ran the halfway house that I lived at, anything that you put before your recovery, you will lose. And I feel like I have found that out a few times, whether that's a relationship or um, success or if I don't do the things I have to do on a daily basis to maintain my recovery first and then focus after that, you know, focus on what I value. And first I need to find out what those things are that are important to me. If I don't know, maybe make a list or write it down, mm. kind of do some soul searching. And cause I mean, just like I recently changed jobs from what I thought I would love because it was a better paycheck and I was so extremely unhappy now I love my job. I love working with the people I work with. I love helping the people I work with on a daily basis at the same um, treatment center that saved my life. You know, so it's just a matter of it's not going to, I mean, I, it takes time, I think, to figure out who we are first and then what we need to do next to get to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It's just kind of one of those things that Michael has helped me out with even in some of his videos. It's like, well, I, I didn't even think about it that way, you know, and it's made me, it's kind of opened my eyes to see uh, what's important and what I have to do first to get to the next thing. And does that make sense? Yes. I know I ramble how, a lot. How, how you do, how you do, in my experience, how you do anything is how you do everything. Like if you're trying to achieve success in the business and that's all you're doing, yeah, it comes from how successful you are in your life and how you show up in your life. You know, are you impeccable with your word? Because if you're not impeccable with your word in business, you're probably not impeccable with your word with your family, to your friends, to your loved ones. And and we put these things like family there, friends there, business there, and we categorize them all. But really, it's all connected. It's all connected. How successful you are in, in business would be how successful you are with your family and your life and how you are with your friends and things. So people as well, and, and I've heard this a lot, like people get a hang up on money. Okay, especially like in spirituality, like, oh, you don't need money in the spiritual world and, and things like that. Money's just part of spirit. It's part of an energy. Like you ask, I ask people this question. 
Would you rather be hot or would you rather be cold? Would you rather be starving or would you rather be fed? Would you rather sleep on a beautiful bed in a nice house or sleep on a really rocky, on a horrible, uneven floor? Or would you rather be skint or would you rather have money? It's all the same, isn't it? You know, it's just an energy. So, but it's, for me, it's how you show up in all areas of your life, you know. And a good thing that I learned was practicing it, practicing these principles in all my affairs at home, started at home, doing it at home. And my first sponsor said to me, what you do in these rooms would be exactly what you do when you're outside. And I didn't get that for years, you know. So, you know, it's about being integral with all areas of your life because whatever it is you're trying to get and that success comes from how you show up in every area of your life, not just in your business of success. Yes. Hopefully that made, hopefully that made sense. Well, they, yes. talk, they talk about practicing all these principles in all of our affairs. So if you're not practicing them at home – you, you could be this guy that is going to meetings and doing service and helping others and sponsoring five guys, you know, and, and sharing meetings and, and doing all that work uh, and never home. All right. So mm -hmm. your wife doesn't see you, your kids don't see you. So now you're this guy that is like, well, I got to do service. I got to give back. And, you know, and then now, now you're neglecting your family yet again. You know, first you were, you know, on a run, you know, not available uh, unapproachable to your family because you were using drugs, gunning and running. Then you get clean and sober and you replace the drugs and alcohol with too much service work. You have mm -hmm. to have balance in your life, yes. you know? Um, and so, yeah. now, you know, my, my wife, my wife is, uh, you know, graduated from a very prestigious business school. So she's got a lot of, she's, she's had to have a lot of balance in her life uh, on a lot of different levels. <laughs> okay, honey, do you want to, so do you have any pearls of witness? wisdom for us as far as keeping balance and, and Never. <laughs> huh? uh, I don't know about pearls of wisdom but yeah I balance as you guys are, are saying is crucial I always have the image of a table with four or six whatever legs and and if you focus all your attention all, all your energy into one of the of the legs of the table and you neglect the other ones, the other ones are going to be shorter and the table is not going to be able to, to stand straight. You need mm. to maybe not equally at all the time, but try to distribute your energy and your attention into, into the more important areas of your life, like the spiritual life, the family life, relationships, and uh, your physical body, your, your caring, taking care of yourself. And your career—that's well, that's the main, the main ones, I guess. And um, and you need to to distribute everything between those or or more. But mm -hmm. but yeah, because if you if you give give all your energy to one, the others are going to bring you down eventually. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, guys, we've got we've got five minutes left on the on the blab. Does anyone have any other questions? Because we got to start closing up. What we agreed as well is. In the well, we we did agree on this, didn't we? Yeah, on, yeah, we did. On the group, so what we sort of said is we was going to take it in turns each week to come up with a topic for the group, um, and then on the fourth week we're going to let one of the group. Look, we'll just put it out there. That's the group. I've just put it in the chat if you want to join the group. If you're not in the group, and then you get to sort of put out there what you would like the topic to be about. So we take it in turns. And on the fourth week, that you lot get the topic. You get choice to what the topic you would like to talk about. I'm hooked on this meeting. Yay. All right, All right Ed. Yeah, it's good. It's good, man. So we'll just, <laughs> we'll just post that in the group. 
We'll post that in the group. Eh? I'll just sort of say, what do you want next week's topic to be about? And uh, let them go and we'll go with it. Eh? Okay, so everybody on the right, on the Twitter feed, there is the link to the Facebook Sober Recovery and Beyond. So listen, <laughs> go to the Facebook page, ask, ask to join, so you, and, then, and then start putting in there what you'd like to listen to. You know what I mean? Uh, any ideas so far, guys? Anybody while we're here? I got... Okay, so that takes care of that. All right, so uh, <laughs> nobody's got an idea. Nice to meet you, Marcella. Yes, yeah, nice to meet you, Marcella. Thank you for coming on. And thank you. You too. Mm. All right, excellent. So great. Let's see here. Love this blab meeting. Great way for me to end the week and start a new one. Hey, yeah, I like that. The Sunday mm. end and beginning of a solid week. All right, everybody, let's try and meditate this week. Find find some quiet time um, as early as you possibly can. That's very good. That's very good, guys. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we're it. That's it. Let's shut her down, Michael. Bye. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Share Recovery Podcast. To check out the show notes page on this interview or to thank our guests for sharing their story, go to www.thesharepodcast.com. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter to stay up to date on the latest news, podcasts, and interviews. Want to be one of our guests and share your story? Then go to our website and click on the Share Your Story button. We share our inspiring recovery stories every Tuesday. So subscribe to our show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio to get your free weekly download. We'll see you then. The opinions shared on this show reflect those of the individual speaker and not of any 12-step fellowship as a whole. And though we discuss 12-step recovery and the impact it had in our lives, we do not promote or endorse any 12-step anonymous program.